Welcome to the Black Loop Podcast. I am your host, Tariq Alameen, and I greet you with the greetings of peace. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. I hope that you are joining us, that this reaches you in the best of health and spirit. If you are enduring any difficulty or challenge, uh, whatever the nature of it may be, I pray for God's mercy uh, and healing uh, be on you, uh, you and your family, you and your loved ones, not just you. So uh, that's it. The Black Blue Podcast is a space where we center the narratives and experiences of black folk in America in general, and particularly the experiences and narrative of black Muslims in America. Uh, that being said, I am happy to have joining us today a guest that I believe brings experience and perspective uh, uh, towards that aim. Uh, we have joining us today, Brother Mahal Lofton Imanari. For the past 45 years, he's been a broadcaster, journalist, and a social justice and human rights activist. Uh, he's written for a variety of publications, locally and nationally, among them, uh, The Black Scholar and Downbeat. Uh, his long-running radio program just entered its 46th year, uh, What Is This Thing Called Jazz? Adventures in Modern Music on uh, WHPK, University of Chicago. And in April, that's right, April of this year, uh, he released Living While Black, Prose, Poetry, and Proverbs, which you can get on Amazon. So go there and check it out. And he is currently working on Message from a Black Muslim in America, which deals with the day-to-day -day challenges of a Black Muslim male. And this is scheduled for a winter release uh, this year. And on that note, welcome to the Black Blue Podcast, brother. Well, Akam Salam, sir. It's great good to, to be here. Thank you for the introduction. Yes, yes. And, you know, uh, just jumping right in, uh, just on the tail end of, uh, in terms of uh, your literary uh, works. Mm -hmm. So you're working on uh, challenges, uh, uh, I'm sorry, you're working on message from a Black Muslim in America. Mm -hmm. And uh, you and I, you know, we've had some conversation recently, you shared a letter, kind of an open letter, uh, mm -hmm. if you will, yes. uh, which dealt with some of your experiences, um, I guess, across kind of across the, uh, the, the the divide, if you will, or the, the span of Muslim communities here within the Chicagoland area. Yes. And it was a really profound, uh, profound offering, uh, thought-provoking, and without giving uh, any more into it, I, I would love if you would just take a second to read that, and then we, you know, we can kind of begin our conversation from there. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll just go ahead and, and begin. Um, the, the title of it is The Earth is My Mosque. And um, I begin it with Surah 93, one through seven, which reads, Bismillah Rahman Rahim. By the morning sunlight and the night when it falls still, your Lord, O prophet, has not abandoned you, nor has he become hateful of you. And the next life is certainly far better for you than this one. And surely your Lord will give you so much that you will be pleased. And did he not find you as an orphan and shelter you? Did he not find you unguided, then guide you? I mean, the piece starts off. Time and time again, visiting different mosques in Chicago was more often than not a rather challenging experience. 
the challenge comes in the sense that they all reminded me of small cults dark unto themselves. Some mosques reflect the attitudes and the posture of the resident imam. Some reflect the people. Some are cold, some are lukewarm. Most are never ever warm and inviting. I've had several instances where I was absolutely terrified for entering only for a few minutes. Something was screaming, get out now. Truth be told, many are divided, segregated by ethnicity. The West Africans, mainly Nigerians, some from Mali, Niger, and Senegal, have their domains. I visited several of their mosques, and no one, I mean, not a soul, gave me the greetings. At one masjid, I was greeted more warmly by the oil and incense merchant outside hustling his wares than by anyone inside. Tribalism. The Black African-Americans aren't exempt either. They get mixed reviews. I found them to be rather cliquish and clannish. Visiting three mosques in the Chicago area under the leadership helm of the late uh, W.D. Muhammad, maybe there was one I'd consider a return to visit. And even then I noticed some side-eyed glances and indifferent blank stares from more than just a few. Well, all right, you try to blend in. Uh, I get that, but you know, and they know that you're an outsider. You might want to rock a nifty thobe or your kufi is fitting just right and tight. Your beard is dyed in henna and you've copped a full Arabian accent just for the occasion. Those are dead giveaways that you ain't from around there. And I can dig it. They're cliquish, almost bourgeois, looking down their noses, eyeballing you, consciously making you feel icky like they're they think that you're there to dip their dean or pilfer their prayer beads, but no, you're there to get something they obviously don't want to share, and they don't. As uncomfortable as this was, isn't there something called fellowship? No, that's a Christian notion. In fact, they probably can take a cue from the Christian and do some canvassing, some outreach, and with the rising tide of media manufactured Islam, Islamophobia these days, are their mosques really caring who knocks on their doors? Do they really care who keeps their prayer rugs? I know they've heard of Dawah, haven't they? There are also the so-called mixed ethnic mosques, like that of the Ahmadiyyas and the Shia. A couple might even have a larger, slightly larger percentage of Blacks, but are administratively and run by the minority Indian, Pakistani, Iranian Muslims. Now tell me there is no color in racism and I've got a suitcase full of dinars to sell you. And then there are the hardcore Islamists. They tend to be these white with a cross fertilization crop of European Americans, white Arabs, white Turks, white Palestinians, white Syrians, white Jordanians, and the like, all white. In fact, as white as a Klan meeting in a Mississippi midnight at a cross burning. On recommendation though, 
I once visited a masjid located on majority black southwest side headquartered uh, in an old frame house. Parking my vehicle nearby, I noticed there was a line of black men all filing in for Juma. Uh, once inside, I peeped a gaggle of imams, white imams, heading up a room full of black folks. Why did I get the, the eerie white Jesus flashback right then and there? You know, the white Jesus portrait that hangs on some black family's living room wall to this day. The cryptic analogy was haunting. Going, visiting mosques a little over a course of a year and a half was, as said before, challenging. But little did I realize what I was in for, and bitter was the taste. Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack said it many years ago, where's the love? I recall an old saying, and I don't know where it hails from or whence it hails. It's something like, the entire earth is my mosque. Maybe it's a paraphrase of a long forgotten hadith, who knows? All I know is that I'm a brother without a mosque home, and now I know why. Thank you. Yes, Thank sir. you for, for, for sharing that. And, uh, and, and family, Black Blue Podcast uh, family listeners, um, I wanted uh, uh, Brother Eminari to read that in its entirety. Uh, I don't want to make references references uh, to this because it's really central to uh, what we want to talk about today. And uh, first, I would say that, you know, any type of change or any call to assess oneself, uh, sometimes it's an uncomfortable position mm. to be put into, but it's necessary, I say, for growth. Mm. Um, and, and I would ask, I would ask, um, Aside from what was what was shared within the letter uh, and intimated, was there? Did you did you find anything beneficial in the in the visits that you made throughout the course of that year? Were there any uh, were there any bright spots before we you know? Because we're going to delve into some of the the, the opportunities for, for growth, but just in, in the time that you were able to you know visit these different spaces, did was there any good? Was there any any, 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 any areas that you saw like, okay, well, you're doing well here, but obviously hospitality is something that, you know, you, you, you're not picking up on. Yes. It, well, there was, uh, actually, uh, the, I, I might want to, to tell our listeners that, the uh, this piece that I wrote, uh, really took place a little bit over maybe two and a half years, okay. uh, because um, what I did was I've set about the very the various tasks of just going around to visit the mosque. Um, some suggested, some I didn't know. Um, and also, this piece was written for the, my forthcoming book, which you which you alluded to, uh, which you said told uh, told about. Um, and I floated the 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 piece on Facebook and got a little bit of uh, uh, pushback from it. From people, but it, to directly answer your question, yes. Uh, like for instance, uh, and I didn't want to mention any names of any particular mosque, but <laughs> one of the reasons why I sent it to you uh, because of the generous reception at uh, Masjid Al Taqwa, uh, oh, which um, I came to uh, more than a handful of times 
and had the had the uh, honor of taking a lot of pictures. Uh, uh, you gave me the freedom to do that for a couple of uh, Talims. Um, that was that was uh, that was about one of the best occasions that I've had in a particular mosque where I was treated warmly. Uh, as I said in the piece, uh, you know, uh, they say that uh, there's no racism in um, Islam, but we know for a fact that it is divided ethnically. Uh, and certain ethnicities have their own uh, customs, um, other than just the five pillars or the five principles of Islam, they have many, many other customs that they have. Um, so yes, there was uh, there was some highlights, um, <laughs> some some uh, highlights, but mostly kind of lowlights. Mm -hmm. You know, in I, that I, sense. I, I, uh, you know, I say alhamdulillah. You know, praise be to God that. Uh, your, that you had some some positive uh, experiences at Mesut uh, Al-Taqwa. Um, when I initially read the piece, I, I was I was really in a self-accusing, to be quite honest, a self-accusing state mm. where I said, "Man, I, I I really I really hope that um, you know that that we didn't do some damage, right?" <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, and, and yes. the, the honest uh, to God truth is that until people bring things to our attention, and which mm -hmm. is actually is kind of kind of can lead us to another question, mm -hmm. you know, we don't know we don't what we yes, what we yes. need to do. So mm -hmm. I, I would ask, um, was there any occasion where you found anyone in leadership, uh, anybody that you know, you know, where where you said, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Um, did you bring the concerns to? Uh, to anybody at the masjid, any you know, any time that you were there. You, are you talking about Al Taqwa? No, 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 not Al no, oh, just, just in general. Oh, okay, just in general. Yeah. Um, yes, there was one. Uh, I went to a. I went to a. Uh, and see, and that's another thing. I I did not put all the masjids in there that I did visit. Yeah. Because that that takes up a lot more time. You know, I just wanted to, you know, kind of brief thing in there. Yeah. But yes, I went to uh, one mostage that was uh, located in a brother's home, in the basement of his home. And he had like maybe uh, 15 believers there, uh, I guess, who were all faithful. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just wanted to talk to him just about the mosque itself. What What is the etiquette? Because there's an etiquette of... of uh, as you know, some some mosques they have these sort of etiquettes that uh, when you come into them, you have to do certain things. And the brother, the brother imam there, he was a little bit distant. He didn't want to talk to me. He he figured that I maybe maybe he figured that I was such a a newcomer that he just felt uh, cautious. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. That there is some trepidation uh, that can exist. You know, based you know on the climate that we're in right now. Mm. where you know you, you just don't know at times and it can make people in some situations uh, a bit more hesitant you know to be open uh sure. that kind of disclaimer given uh the masjid is it's it should be a, a place where where we all feel welcome yes um but i do want to go back to a point that you made and and i'll i guess i will give some pushback to is um there is no justification for racism or misogyny or chauvinism mm -hmm. or any of the isms 
in the Quran or in the Sunnah. Mm. There's 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 no justification for that. However, amongst Muslims, is there racism? Absolutely. Is there misogyny? Absolutely. Is there, um, you know, are are, are crimes and uh, committed uh, by people who profess to be Muslim? Absolutely. Right. So I mean, if we look at it in that, you know, through that lens, when we say there's no racism in Islam, you know, we have to kind of, you know, kind of parse that out a bit um, to, to, to realize that as human beings, we, we, we suffer the same uh, uh, challenges of the spirit and intellect that, you know, we all do, regardless of what we call ourselves. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, racism and uh, all the isms you know that that's a part of that package you know that that, that we're, we're trying to master mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so uh that being said when you've gone to these different spaces uh and non-black spaces because i'm i'm a little averse honestly as we as more and more time goes on to throw every south asian or arab or you know uh, albanian or europe you know european or whatever under the term of uh of immigrant Right, because uh, you know, you mean you, you know, you got folks who are here four or five generations, um, or whatever it is, right? So I don't want to negate their Americanness, if yes. you will, right? Sure, of course. But they may not necessarily be aware of the some of the needs I feel like that are unique to the black experience, the African American mm. experience, as it as it relates to. The, the houses of worship, spirituality, the masjid, the church, mm. right? Do you think within that, because that's been a space where we found validation. We've, we've, we've been, our humanity has been affirmed historically. If it was denied in every other space and mm. in, in, in the church, you know, before, you know, you know, we kind of moved to uh, Islam and mass, um, it was recognized there. And we still expect that to be the case in, in the masjid, you know, mm. in the mosque. Mm. So do you, do you think that there is a lack of awareness as to the importance of that space and, and some of the history and some of the response can be maybe chalked up to that? I, 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 I think you're hitting it dead on the head because there were two instances where, uh, one, where I met a brother uh, who was an Ethiopian and he, uh, he came to my house and told me that uh, they were trying to uh, more or less sort of, uh, he used the word recruit African-Americans. And they wanted me to come up to their mosque way up north. I mean, almost near the airport, uh, they had a mosque and it was, it was a beautiful experience because they, they of course it was, it was a cultural thing because they were all Ethiopians and, and they had food afterwards and this was pre-COVID. Yeah. So they're eating with their hands, but uh, they were actively trying to reach out to the greater African-American community. They took conscious of it and said, well, we need to get uh, more with our African-American brothers. To answer your question, they, you know, they, they you, you've, you've hit it on the head, but I've had a lot of different experiences uh, with different mosques, um, you know, but they all seem to fall along the ethnic line. Mm. Um, and then there, there are some that, that are in the gray area, so to speak, where you've got, as you said, you don't want to use the term immigrant, 
but uh, they're right there. The, the, uh, like a mosque that I, I used to belong to. I used to be an Ahmadiyya. Okay. Belonged to that community. And right. uh, that was basically uh, immigrants and black folks, uh, African-Americans. Uh, but the uh, immigrants clearly uh, ran the situation and they made you feel like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I do think uh, at times when we when we use the term immigrant, I, I think it is appropriate uh, when it is outside of the cultural norms of the place, uh, you know, of the majority. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there is I think there's some some validity uh, to that. And that's not that's not to necessarily say that's good or bad, mm. but um, there are folks who kind of, you know, when you come into a new land, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's an assessment once again, that has to take place. You have to look and see what is the culture, what is good, right? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and you want to support the good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but often, you know, there are, because of this, this, this racism, Mm-hmm. Uh, that exists and this anti-blackness in particular uh, there are many times where where uh, where folks come here different ethnicities they, they arrive and they already have a negative view of black folk here in America that's right, that's right. Uh, so anything associated with them or led by them is is really not given the same uh, uh, it's, it's not appreciated yes yes know? well you know uh, uh, I, I tend to think that that's one of the reasons why uh, the uh, followers of the uh, uh which are mainly African-Americans, yeah. uh, I feel that they should close their ranks, so to speak, and build upon their illustrious history they have. And especially since Warath uh, 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 is gone now, um, and it should be a lot more unified and tighter than what it is today. That's just my observation as an outsider. Well, I, I can I can respond as an insider. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> so, sir. So I'm a so as uh, as an imam in the uh, 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 as part of the association, you know, that identifies with the leadership of uh, the lady Imam Wardi Muhammad. You know, uh, Allah's peace be on him. Yes. Um, uh, I can say that. From an internal uh, standpoint, I think we are all working towards a mission that was uh, given to us, um, and a lot of it, you know, there's not a lot of fanfare mm. that that's associated with this, uh, but there's a lot of real work that is being done in terms of making the kind of connections that add to the quality of, of life. Right? He used a term called uh, shared freedom space, mm-hmm. um, and that is, you know, the, the collective space, you know, uh, and, and that means that, you know, we got to work towards that in a variety of different ways and we got to work with different people. Um, but, mm-hmm. but certainly to, to your, to your point, uh, we have to have it within ourselves. You know, if you don't have any value in yourself, you bring no value to anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so we, I think we're in that race, like the Quran tells us, uh, go forth as in a race towards all that is good. Uh, so, we're all in that race. And I think what you've given us is an opportunity to talk about how we encourage community and how important hospitality 
yes. uh, is. Uh, tell me about some of the, was any of the pushback that you received when you shared this on Facebook, did any of it bring up or did it uh, address this, this issue of hospitality and openness? Yes, uh, I had a few uh, comments uh, from, from people. Uh, one was, uh, it stands out, was, well, that's, you, you hit it on the head and uh, that's why a lot of these masjids are empty on Juma. Mm. Hmm. Um, that was one that really got me uh, because uh, I'm, I'm not really there uh, in a lot of them. But uh, the hospitality factor, uh, I think Dawa is very crucial nowadays, uh, especially with, uh, as I said before, the, the Islamophobia. In fact, I would say this in my own personal journey. I want to take a quick uh, a moment to interject. Uh, Dawa is the invitation for our, my, for my, the non-Muslim um, uh, family who may not be familiar with this terminology. Dawa, it is just the uh, it, it's an invitation uh, to to Islam. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, in 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 my uh, my own personal journey, that was one of the reasons why I originally left Islam maybe ten years ago. Mm -hmm because uh, of the Islamophobia. I brought my son up to be a good Muslim. He is, he's in Philadelphia with his long beard now. <laughs> and, um, uh, uh, and he says, uh, he says, dad, what, what was going on with you? What, you know, what, when you done left the dean or what? Did you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I told him, uh, yeah, I was on a little journey. I was on a journey and um, I didn't didn't see anything out there that could replace the intellect that I was given, you know, the the very soul of of, of what Islam is supposed to mean and in your life. We notice it's a way of life. Right. So uh, that's why I ended up coming back and and making these observations of why, uh, of when and why I left. Uh, and what I think the things that that maybe Islam needs nowadays. Yeah, you know, I, I think what you also bring to mind is maybe a kind of a, a flipping of a paradigm. You know, we're mm. used to the story of uh, the biblical story of uh, the, the the Samaritan, right, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and, the, and the stranger, right? Mm. He's a stranger, and. And he's the recipient of care. Somebody yes. who, who, you know, he doesn't know is a Levite, right? Right, that's right. And, um, and you know, and, and we get this, we glean from this an example of how we're supposed to administer care for those uh, who we don't know, right? We don't have to have necessarily a personal interest uh, vested in them in order to respond to need. Mm -hmm. But the, the flip that I uh, possibly see here is maybe sometimes as strangers, Right. As the as the guest that we also have an opportunity to to affect change, mm -hmm. right, consciously affect change in ways when we come into these spaces, you know, kind of like we got secret shoppers. Right. You know, <laughs> yes, you know sir. when you're done, you get a you get a uh, you know, you, you get a you get a you get a report card. You know, you this right. is how you did. You know, you need to do this better. You need to do that better. Right. Right. Um, 
and it's kind of also like you could think about it from the in a prophetic sense the uh of, of prophet muhammad peace and prayers be upon him uh where the angel jibrail um he would he he visited him in the company of others to ask him questions about his dean about his religion and when he finished answering the questions he told him you have spoken correctly and he mm -hmm. walks off right he's a stranger <laughs> you know so mm -hmm. the stranger was a source of education yes um and and so sometimes there's power in actually not being necessarily uh rooted in the group mm. But mm. but mm. we don't we don't we don't get to be a stranger for for too long though. You only get to be a stranger. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, 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 and look, uh, Imam, I'm I'm one of those kind of people that uh, when I come in the room, uh, it, uh, I, I'm a friend to everybody. Yeah, I can talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, those who want to talk to me. You right. know. Right. Yeah. But uh, yes, you make a very good point. Yeah. Uh, because uh, now if I can go now, let me say this, too. Mm -hmm. um, there were just some atmospheres uh, in the um, some of the immigrant masjids um, that um, I just felt just completely uncomfortable. I don't yeah. know if that ever happens to someone else, but it's happened to me before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This. Yeah. Yeah. I've absolutely been in spaces where uh, the hospitality, the lack of it, the lack of recognition that you wrote about. Mm -hmm. I. You know. I've. I've lived that as well, and I'm. Okay. I'm sure that's not a. You know. That's not an anomaly for a lot mm -hmm. of folks, mm -hmm. but I think until reading your piece, I hadn't thought about the specific needs of, of of uh, of African Americans. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I believe that that. You know, we all get something different. And and on that, could you, you know, we had talked a bit before. You said that um, you had spoke to uh, someone else, you know, whose opinion, you, you know, you thought they'd give you a straight shot. He's a, he's, he's not black. Um, I think he said he might have been um, uh, South Asian, Pakistani, or or something. Yes. Oh, it, yes. He was a he's a he's a coworker. Yeah, uh, of mine. Uh, I just, uh, it, you know, I see him all the time. So I just, I just randomly just asked him, uh, I said, brother, because he always greets me, you know, brother, uh, I, I said, have you ever had the opportunity to go to a mosque and, and um, uh, you just weren't uh, warmly greeted or no one gave you the greetings? And he said to me that he went to uh, Albania. Now, this is a, um, he is a uh, South Asian. South Indian, uh, and he lives in the northern suburbs, northern Chicago suburbs. And he said he went to an Albanian uh, masjid. He said no one talked to him, and he just didn't take offense at it. He figured that that was their way, that their the ethnic way of just uh, doing whatever they did. Uh, he was one that told me that. And then I heard uh, just recently uh, an imam say that he went to a, a quote-unquote immigrant mosque and uh, he was listening to the cutbah and he said alhamdulillah out loud yeah and everybody turned and everybody in the room turned around and looked at him like he was had three heads <laughs> yeah so in 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 a lot of uh in, in etiquette uh yeah there, there's going to be spaces where a lot of spaces you will not see anything said not even uh 
not even, you know, Alhamdulillah, you know, praise be to God, Allahu, nothing at all, you know, because they're, they're saying it's going to it's going to be in line with the Salat itself, with the prayer itself. You wouldn't say anything during the prayer. So why would you say something there? But then, you know, the different in, interpretations or, uh, you know, along the line, but the, but they gave him the look. Yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. It was it was kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I think that kind of goes back to what you mentioned earlier is that, you know, uh, that these there are their own, um, uh, you know, every place has its own culture, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's important to know where you're at. So almost to kind of go back to the to the um, advice that's given in, in, in Quran um, says enter the gate with humility. Right. Yes. Enter, enter these spaces. Not loud, not brash, but enter and, you know, get the lay of the land. Right. Um, first. Uh, so I think that's something that there's kind of a breakdown of responsibilities, right? The host has a responsibility. The guest also has a responsibility. Uh, to, and that's that's not a judgment on that particular situation at all, but just in general. You know, I, I think you're using a key word there, responsibility. Yeah. Because it's our responsibility, first and foremost, to study this Quran. Yeah. Study this word uh, so that, uh, as the Christians say, we might show ourselves approved. Mm. You know, mm. uh, that's that's one of the things that they they do say. Um, but yes, you're you're absolutely right. And uh, studying the Quran will will give you a basically an understanding of those spaces. Yeah. Uh, and, and the cultures, yeah. Because uh, we don't, we don't, we're not in a fight with our with our brothers, and you know, even though they may, they may uh, appear to be in a uh, a fight, you know, Shia and uh, Sunni, Ahmadi and Ismaili, you know, yeah. So, no. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm personally not interested in in those types of fights, uh, right? Uh, either. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really a fan of uh, the simplicity and the yes. beautiful simplicity that allows for complex realities with right. Islam, right? So yes, one sir. of the uh, narrations of the uh, Prophet, peace and praise be upon him, said Islam is to give the salams and to feed the people, mm. right? In its simplest form. Uh, and you can't give the salams. You can't say, assalamu alaikum, may the peace that only God can give be upon you uh, with a frown on your face, mm. right? You've got to say that with with love in your heart, with sincerity, and I think that's that's the the root or the the, the basis of dawah. Yeah, just right there. Right. There. Um, yeah. So, I really appreciate um, I appreciate you taking the time. Yes, sir. To, uh, come on uh, for the conversation. I'm looking forward to the uh, uh, up up upcoming uh, book. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the message from a black Muslim in America? And I'm hopeful that. Uh, this conversation, that it is met with, uh, with some reflection, yes. uh, and you know, folks not automatically jumping to, uh, to defense, but just thinking about, you know, all of us. Can I appreciate that you said it, it wasn't just immigrants, quote unquote, immigrant spaces, but you know, you were in African American and black spaces, right? And also saw kind of this, this, this hospitality that was missing. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. Yeah. So hopefully yes, we, can, we can, we can, we can. Think about it and do better, be better. <laughs> yes, sir, Imam. And uh, please give my greetings to all the believers over at Masjid Al-Taqwa. It's, it's been a wonderful pleasure to talk with you today. Thank you so much. Our dear brother, 
Iminari, he is, um, uh, his book, like I said, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, the previous book, which was a Living Wild Black Prose Poetry and Proverbs. So go to Amazon, check that out. And remember to keep up with us on social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Look for us at the Black Blue Podcast. So with that, we're going to leave you as we greeted you uh, with the greetings of peace. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. And that's it. We'll see you next time. Still